Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petroquin, career transition coach and mindset mentor. I created this podcast to show you that your biography is not your destiny. At any moment, you can take back control of your life and transform it for the better. The way you've been conditioned to think is holding you back from creating your own version of success. If you feel like you're not living to your fullest potential and letting life happening to you instead of for you, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you for participating in, in my podcast and coming as a guest. Thank you for inviting me. No, it's, uh, it's great to be thought of by you to, to come and join you and talk about all things careers. Yeah, that's amazing. And I have to say, I, I absolutely love your accent. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. I like yours too. <laughs> anyways, I'm going to introduce you. So you are uh, an HR consultant and also a certified career coach. I think you're also an LP practitioner. Am I right? That's right. Yep. All wow. three. Overachiever. And yeah, it would be great if you could tell us a little bit more about your own professional journey. Of course. So I always kind of describe my professional journey so far as being quite squiggly. I think from a young age, I was always really confused about what I actually wanted to do. Um, and there was a lot of kind of pressure externally. I felt like all of my friends knew exactly what they wanted to do with their careers. My parents were kind of saying, you need to go to uni and get a good job because that's what society says that you should do. Um, but I just I, I wasn't clueless and I don't think I was ever that interested in in anything specific like I liked people Um, I had a few kind of part-time jobs as worked as a waitress worked as an event planner um, but nothing kind of really stood out to me as a career that I wanted to take but I gave into pressure and ended up going to, to uni and studied psychology because I had an interest in people really um was always quite a people person I liked the idea of helping others um but I really kind of just went to uni to follow follow the crowd and I learned an awful lot there I learned that I didn't really want to be a psychologist um but I also grew in a lot of confidence and learned loads of life skills while I was kind of at uni um and eventually fell into a HR position um so I think I combined my love for helping people with a bit of an interest in business um can I interrupt so, you for two seconds I find it funny how you said that you fell into HR can you tell us a bit more about <laughs> I did. So I always say I fell into HR. So during kind of my time at university, they encouraged us to go and do a one month work placement. And I wasn't really sure then kind of what I wanted to do. And one of my mom's friends said that she needed some help in her business working within the HR team so she needed some help doing some recruitment and just generally organizing their HR file so I thought I'd give it a go and enjoyed it I liked doing the recruitment exercises I liked understanding how the HR team really has an influence over I suppose how the business thrives through using people and recruiting the right people, organizing the people in a certain way to make sure that that product or service goes out the door. Um, so that's why I always say I fell into it. So I enjoyed that work experience. And then after uni decided that was the, the career path that I was going to take. Um, so I worked in HR for 
think it was about seven or eight years in lots of different companies, different industries, mainly kind of working on recruitment projects, training projects um, and supporting kind of team well-being as well. Um, but I had a niggle and it's something that I talk to a lot of clients about is I just had this niggle. I had something inside of me that just didn't feel like I was still on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did feel right at start. Yeah, it felt really right at the start. And I still really enjoyed the work that I was doing. I'd never say that I didn't like my job, but what I struggled with was the corporate environment. Mm -hmm. I struggled with um, the politics that were involved in corporate. I didn't like the fact that I had to felt like I had to jump through hoops every time I wanted to get something done. Um, And I felt like I just didn't have very much influence or time to be creative. Um, so when COVID hit, and I think with a lot of other people, I took a step back and really reflected on what it is that I wanted to do. I knew that I still enjoyed working within HR. Um, and parts of what I did enjoy in HR was the, the coaching, supporting managers. Um, I also enjoyed the recruitment element. So I just had one a little spark one morning. I thought, oh, I could probably help people out who had lost their jobs due to COVID and were looking to interview for new roles. So I started offering that support through Instagram. So I was helping people with their CVs, helping them interview for roles. And alongside that, decided to study my coach certification um, and the NLP practitioner certification as a bit of a I suppose something to keep me occupied during lockdown and it was a real kind of interest of mine as well and I wanted to grow my skills in that area so I did that and then in January of this year was able to make the decision to go part-time in my HR role to focus on coaching um, and through that was given an opportunity to do some HR consultancy which led me to leave the corporate world and <laughs> time <laughs> between kind of helping businesses with their HR and a focus mainly on kind of small businesses so businesses of like 25 to 30 people with their HR practice Which makes it way more personal no I guess so much more personal and the businesses are all really kind of exciting businesses that want to do right by their people and really kind of look after their team. So I enjoy that part and I'm able to use my spare time. To That's amazing. I love your journey. You were really able <laughs> to find, you know, a good balance between your skills, what you already knew how to do, your interest in people. And now like you really get to, you know, use those strengths, um, but in contexts that are really aligned with your values, you know, those smaller companies, uh, having a direct impact on people it's amazing I, I love it <laughs> 100% I still feel like there's like, like still a lot that I can be doing and I think I'm learning constantly and I think that clarity piece which people talk about a lot is something that's constantly evolving I think like every time I feel as though I've got to a place of clarity something else comes along and I'm like oh I want to try that too and it's just constantly yeah. changing and I think everyone should remember that you never kind Absolutely. of get to that. Place. I think there's a flawed, you know, perception that you should be uh, knowing and finding your career for life mm. at a mm. super young age and just know what you should do, you should be doing. Yeah. You said, you know, you had this feeling that your friends, they all knew what they wanted to do. I mean, just a question here, where are they at right now? Like, do you think they're still doing what they decided to do when they were at uni? Have they changed? 
jobs are they happy (laughs) so much change I think there's been the odd few and I think I suppose people that have gone down that direction of you know maybe a real kind of profession like doctor or lawyer like I see friends like that that have really kind of followed that path whether or not they're they're still happy and content in that path like I wouldn't know but a lot of my friends have gone through very similar kind of processes to me where they've just had a complete change or have had a slight change or realized they've got a new passion as they've gone through their career like I don't think anyone can ever fully know from a young age what yeah and that's what I'm trying to underline you know that it's it's impossible to know when you have absolutely no experience and I really want to normalize the fact that changing careers is normal especially for our generation Um, yeah and there's nothing wrong with that and also the fact that your purpose your career purpose can evolve according to your needs and the things you enjoy doing, you know, the new skills you learn. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for sharing your own story because I think that's very inspirational. (laughs) You you mentioned that, you know, when pandemic arrived, you reconsidered uh, your work and it has been the case for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were fired, so it kind of forced them to rethink their career, but other ones just also are part of this thing called the Great Resignation, uh, which mainly exists in the US, but you were mentioning that in the UK as well, Um, and especially this year. So last year, I think, was a bit more complicated, but since spring of 2021, uh, it's been a big trend. Um, what do you think, what does this mean for the work landscape of today? I think it's, I honestly think it's really interesting. I also think it's really exciting. And I think touching on what you said before about how last year it felt very scary. People were losing their jobs. They weren't sure what those opportunities were, but actually I think for a lot of people, like it's opened up so many opportunities and I think it's given people such an opportunity to kind of sit back and really think about what they want for them in their lives and career um and people want like fulfillment they want to enjoy their work they want to have a balance between their work and home life and they want to know that their employers care so I think rather than now looking at a job as oh we should be grateful to have this job we're being paid for it it's much like what can you do for me as an employer to make me happy or what can I do for myself to actually take control of my career development and not just depend on one employer or boss and I think for organizations this is really I suppose it's probably shook them a little bit and some organizations have really stepped up and like you know really advertised themselves as a great employer to work for and demonstrated that they do care and they want to help employees whereas I think some employers have got lost behind and these are the employers that are struggling to now find talent to bring into their organization yeah and I'm sure Um, you personally like as an HR you know insider within companies you can see how um you know betting on the human capital and on taking care of your employees has a profound effect not just on their well-being but also on their performance and the performance of the company as a whole right hugely hugely like I I, and I think there was a podcast that I was listening to ages ago and I can't remember what it was I'll have to find it and send it to you but they talked about how like business is is really just one big recruitment exercise like for you to be the best business you've got to have the right people and to have the right people you've got to 
pay them and treat them well and let them have lots of opportunities and it's one big circle and some people are getting it really right and some not so much but I just find it interesting and I find that it's so exciting for us as individuals to have so much opportunity out there to take control of our careers yeah absolutely so to sum up you would say that it's becoming more and more normal for people seeking fulfillment in their career, finding that or trying to find that balance, uh, not accepting to be work slaves anymore, basically. Yeah. And at the same time, companies are realizing the importance of that and they're trying to make an effort to improve the way they treat their employees, right? So it's, it's all positive, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. All positive. And I think it's, I think for, for, people it's just remembering that you you, as you said before you can make that change um but it's about making sure that you you can word that change in a way where companies understand why you're making the change and why you want to you know do something a little bit different so I think that whole like employee personal branding I suppose is is really important and being able to tell your own story is going to help you set yourself apart from other people that are changing careers Definitely. Um, you know, I also, okay, so along those lines of changing careers, of course, uh, and especially millennials, we're all trying to find our, our, our dream job, right? So how would you define a dream job? Uh, and what are your thoughts about this tendency? <laughs> I think, I think there may not be such a thing as a a dream job. I think the term dream job, all I can see when I think of dream job is, you know, having a job where you don't really have to work much, you travel in the world, you lay on a beach all the time and you've got endless pots of money coming in. And I think people talk about that and I think that's what people automatically think about. But that lifestyle, that dream probably isn't actually what everybody wants or what's realistic to people um so I always encourage kind of my clients or I try to talk about like asking what people what success means to you as an individual um and success for some people may mean being able to lay on a beach all the time may mean traveling the world but for other people it might be spending more time with family or it might be not having to answer to a, a, a boss it could be anything that makes you feel happy and successful so rather than chasing that dream I'd always encourage people to think about you know how you want your day days to look who you like to interact with how can you do more of what you like both inside and outside of work like does your work allow for you to undertake your hobbies and and yeah just thinking about all yeah. those parts rather than just thinking of this dream job that may or may not exist yeah I mean I definitely think it can exist but I just as you said you know it might not be the ideal lifestyle or work style for a lot of people Uh, I really think yeah I really like what you said about that Um, and the fact that you know you can aim to have maybe an ideal job for you rather than a dream job you know like something that really matches your needs and what makes you happy you know what allows you to have the lifestyle you want uh it makes it more realistic also I guess it takes away that pressure of finding your dream job you know what I mean like yeah you can find a job that matches aligns with 
who you are right now and what you need right now in your life without having to think of something huge or or even you know a dream job I think there's a lot of uh prestige that comes with it that like you know yeah stress that comes with okay your dream job it has to be a job with a big job title or working for a big company or earning a lot of money but when you really think of okay what does success mean to me then it makes it way more easy and tangible you know to really look for something that's realistically speaking uh, within your reach like quite you know in the near future um and, and I think it changes as well I think you can my idea of a dream job five years ago would probably be different to now and you get people that I suppose reach that dream job so they may have dreamt of being I don't know, a lawyer or something, and they get to that point and it's amazing. They're living their dream life, their dream job, and then something changes. They have a family. They, you know, need to spend more time at home. And actually that dream job is no longer a dream job anymore and it can change. And I think it's just knowing that it's not a destination. It's enjoying that that journey and enjoying all the little parts that lead up yeah, to... A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, also, another thing I think that is worth mentioning is that even, I mean, I'm sure that by now, you know, you kind of have more clarity on your career like I do. Um, I have a vision for the future, but I'm open to different, you know, paths and all that. But right now I'm where I want to be professionally. Um, yet I there's still, so I could say that it's the dream job in a way, but it, it, there's still tasks and things I do during the day that I don't love, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I love most part of it, but like, yeah, there's things, I mean, work is work at the end of the day. It's still going to require efforts um, and you're still, yeah, you're still going to have to to work hard if you want to make things happen and it's better if of course you're able to use you know your best skills your favorite strengths yeah. and all that and like find a job that's aligned with your personality what has meaning to you uh, but there's always going to be things that you don't enjoy 100 percent, and that's just part of it I think that's also uh, useful to you know normalize a little bit yeah I love that I think that's so important and I think it's recognizing the difference between having a job that you absolutely love, but understanding that it works versus feeling stuck in a job where there's no elements of it that you enjoy, but you're staying there because it's easy or you don't know how to get out of it or you're not sure who to ask for help. And I think it's that scenario that, that people need to really look inwards and think, how can I get myself to a place where I'm enjoying my life and my work um, and who can support me on that that journey yeah 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 absolutely and since we're like really focusing on our generation right now the millennials yeah so <laughs> you've probably heard that term before the quarter life crisis <laughs> yes it's something I found out about I think about a year ago or something and I was like oh my god this is it this is what I went through so yeah it can be really tough to find clarity on what we actually want um while letting go of expectations because i think a lot of our decisions the choices that we made uh when we were younger so what what we were going to study you know you said it yourself okay you go to university because that's the right thing to do like um 
it's hard to find that right balance of, you know, letting go of these expectations um, and still, you know, cultivating that ambition and, and knowing what you actually want, like your authentic self. What can, according to you, young professionals do to overcome this issue? And I refer to really professionals right now that, as you said, are completely stuck, have no idea what to do. They don't like their jobs, but what else could they be doing? Yeah, I think when you're in that position and I've been there before and you have what you said you have, I think you get to a point where you're that stuck that you think the only option is to quit and you just want out, you want to leave the country, you want to do something crazy. And I think you, you get to that point where you feel like I just need to do something a bit ridiculous because I'm not happy and I'm not quite sure what I need to do. Um, and my advice there would be to, you know, rather than completely jumping ship and panicking and and maybe doing something that you're going to be equally as unhappy with further down the line. There's not to say that going off and traveling and doing something different isn't an amazing thing to do if that's what you want to do. But I think if you are feeling that way and you are feeling really stuck, my advice would be to really try and disconnect with that and evaluate all aspects of your life. I do an ex- exercise with my clients called the Wheel of Life. Yeah, I love that. You've probably done it before. Yeah. And it's looking, it's breaking down a- areas of your life. And you could look at kind of your career, your finances, relationships, health, a mental well-being all these factors and scoring them from zero to ten and by breaking them down and understanding what specific areas are making you feel unhappy and often it does fall into that that career zone you can then start to realize you know what can I do to make this a 10 what would make my work a 10 and that might be that you don't get on with your manager um and therefore you may need to move roles to find and work with a new manager. It may be that you're not happy with the salary that you're getting. Again, it could be a matter of talking to your current workplace and negotiating a higher salary or again, looking for something different. So my advice would be to really get specific on what it is that you're maybe not that happy with and ask yourself, what would make that a 10? What would make that situation yeah, I love that yeah it's basically starting with a bit of self-reflection mm-hmm. on instead of just being like okay you know this situation sucks and yeah the escape I think a lot of people do that there's also other ways that people hurt their own health and you know by taking drugs or drinking too much I think uh, a lot of people drink alcohol every night and you know they don't see themselves as alcoholics but they're clearly trying to escape some reality that they don't like you know what I mean and and then traveling as well I did that that's how I ended up in Ecuador I mean <laughs> it was just like yeah I I thought I would find my happiness somewhere else but at the end of the day again as you said traveling is amazing if you can you know accumulate life experiences great I mean I don't regret my choice at the end of the day but I'm only saying that you know instead of just trying to escape it's it's sometimes it's scary but I really agree with you I think that there's so much power um or empowerment in self-reflection really asking yourself okay what is truly going on what do I like what do I don't like what is yeah what is going on and how as you said how can I improve the things that are not so great right now yeah definitely Um, and I think we can get so stuck on 
the should, like what we think we should do. And a lot of the time we think we should get a promotion because we think that if we've got a promotion, that's going to make us happy. Or we think we should change jobs because that's what's going to make us happy. And I think it's it's really breaking down. Like, why do we think that's going to make us happy? Um, what is that going to, ben- what, what extra benefits is that going to have? to you um, and trying to kind of really unlearn the shoulds and delve deep and understand like what you really want inside um, and I think like it's just remind yourself that you're never stuck like people can change as much as they want they can change careers as many times as they want as long as you're following your you know your gut and your values and making sure that you're doing things that work for you um, then that's the most that's a lot more important than kind of doing what you think that you should do at the time yeah absolutely and I think a great benefit I was just thinking of that now there's the great advantage of finding that sort of you know level high level of clarity is that it also gives you a lot of confidence because you feel like you're making a logical decision you know Mm -hmm. like you know why you are moving forward in this direction yeah Um, yeah and I think, and I'm really, right now I'm reading actually a book called The Confidence Code. I don't know if you've heard about it. Okay, no, I've not heard of it, but it's I love it. It's amazing because it really talks, okay, it talks about the problem of women in the workplace and like why we are, we tend to be less confident than men and where that comes from, you know? Um, and yeah, what it says is that, of course, clarity helps a lot, but sometimes it's also just about doing, and we just need to stop being such perfectionists and, <laughs> you know, being in that loop where you end up doing nothing because you never feel ready, you never feel like it's the right moment. Um, and when you find those reasons, I feel like it's easier to move forward. You're never going to feel ready anyways, but, you know, it makes it a bit clearer and I guess it's a big motivation. So, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, another thing I'm going to add on that is that apparently our brains, <laughs> women's <laughs> brains are more active than men. And this is the reason why we overthink a lot of things, um, which I found super interesting because overthinking is literally what is keeping us or holding us back from Uh, doing the things we want to do so clarity yes but also I guess learning to you know trust ourselves a bit more and just try things and see how it goes like sometimes you know we cannot know or expect to know in advance that something is going to develop a hundred percent perfectly yeah I love that and I think especially in women like that confidence and self-worth comes into it an awful lot I think a lot of the time we know we want to make a change or we know we want something but there's something inside of us that says oh we can't do that or I'm not worthy of that I've not got enough experience I'm not trained enough there's so many reasons to not do it that we end up keeping ourselves safe and secure and it's it's our body's kind of natural defense mechanism to make sure that we are safe but sometimes you got to kind of thank yourself for keeping you safe but go ahead with it anyway and try it and see what happens like and it's like what you mentioned you know that sometimes it's just a matter of talking to your boss and asking for a pay raise for example you know it's not it's not that difficult yet we we don't do it because we're scared we think oh but if if I would deserve it he would have brought it up you know 
But men do that yeah. way more often. They just ask and it happens. <laughs> yeah, they do. They really do. And I think I can say that from like a HR perspective as well, like from teams, men will always be the ones that they already believe that they are worthy of so much more. Like they already believe they're worth 10 grand more in the salary and they'll ask for it. And a lot of the time they get it. And yeah. women just don't do that. They genuinely don't believe that they are worth that much. And it's quite sad, really. I think there's, there's so much work to be done with women around their confidence and and, and worth. Yeah, and I think that way, I mean, coaching in that sense can be so helpful. You know, mm. having that support, having the strategy, uh, someone to help you kind of, you know, empowering you and and letting you embrace new beliefs about yourself that allow you to take those actions. I think, uh, I think it's, it's really amazing how little can change so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you talked again about, you know, your experience as a, as an HR consultant. And since you are working with several businesses, you said that you worked even within different industries and, could you maybe shed some light on what these companies need when it comes to their employees? Like, what are they looking for? Yeah. So when you sent these questions, I was trying to think about kind of what the, the skills that companies are really looking for are. Because I think in terms of kind of specific roles, like there's definitely, there's definitely kind of a trend in companies needing more kind of digital expertise but there's also a lot of kind of softer skills that I think are really advantageous to everybody in in the workplace especially kind of young professionals that are looking to kind of grow and develop and I've got kind of flexibility as, as one that is just I think for everyone is so important right now and that resilience to change we've seen in the last 18 months how much things have changed and being able to be adaptable um, and open to that change makes it so much easier for you to progress and succeed throughout that change because rather than looking at it and thinking oh no something's changing this is a disaster my job's going to change I can't do this I can't do that thinking oh actually what opportunities could this bring is going to make you really kind of attractive to a new business yeah. like you did with your own journey when you said okay covid what can i do about this <laughs> yeah. how can i learn more things and when you did your course uh your nlp course mm -hmm. things like that there's always an opportunity where we're changing always an opportunity and i think that makes you enjoy things so much more i think if you can see the positive sides of change and and you know be excited by them like it's going to make you a lot more happier in the workplace because it's inevitable <laughs> change will happen and I think being open and excited by it will make you enjoy your career journey a lot better um and I think the second one is around communication and I think that is great for companies they want people that are able to communicate really well like now with hybrid teams and people working within the office and at home like having great communication is something that's great for business growth but it's also great for you as an individual to you know feel confident that you can communicate across you know different channels again if you think back to what we've just said around asking for a better salary like that falls into communication as well and being able to ask for what you want is going to help you kind of 
sort of remain really happy in your role and and sort of succeed and grow within within a business as well yeah for sure and it's funny because my last podcast episode was actually about that (laughs) (laughs) and I landed the skill we all need then it's communication skills of course and even even as introverts or you know we can really learn how to develop those more Um, yeah yeah, we need to learn to work uh, within teams and know exactly what is expected from us um, and also be able to ask for the things we want, you know? So yeah. all of that is related, directly related to communication. Yeah. I really agree with this one and the flexibility one as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, so now how can you, and that's the last question, how can individuals effectively market themselves uh you know when they are changing careers or job searching uh how can they showcase their skills uh including flexibility and good communication i guess definitely in a way that, yeah that helps them advance their careers i think we're in i think the world right now gives us a great opportunity to really take control i think if we're in a position where we want to make a change in our career we can ask our current employers if we can get involved in different things learn new skills but if that's not possible there's so many ways in which you can develop skills and knowledge outside of work for example if you wanted to move from finance to marketing you could do something as simple as set up an Instagram page where you could demonstrate to a new employer that you've marketed yourself or a product or a service and done really well and I think that's what I suppose when interviewing candidates and candidates are making a change, what companies want to see is transferable skills. And I think anything where you can demonstrate that, yeah, I've not actually been exposed to that, but I've created my own experiences or I've developed this skill because I wanted to change careers is going to be a great kind of, it's going to set you apart from a lot of other candidates that are doing similar things in the market. Um, Networking is huge right now, both, face-to-face kind of internally and on social media um I think even within your own company I always encourage like my clients to not important to not burn any bridges like you know having good relationships with people that you currently work with could lead to opportunities further down the line but you can also you know really target people companies teams that you want to work with and get to know and and worm your way in there I suppose using kind of the power of networking um so that's a huge sort of benefit to candidates now when job searching yeah, how, I'm, would I'm, you, yeah. how would you approach someone uh online on LinkedIn for example so I think that's it's I think it's finding a common ground I think you probably know like you get loads of messages a day from people asking to to connect and I think rather than sending a simple connection request with no context it's would be great to find some common ground or ask them a question so if it's somebody in your industry or somebody that's maybe you know seen as quite a high profile person within your industry you could send a message along with your connection request that says I've spotted you recently you know were featured in this magazine article or I see that you were at a a careers fair or I see that you were at an industry event that I was at the other week you know I'm really interested in the work you do make it personal ask them a question ask them if they would be up for having a coffee or in like an informal kind of chat about how you could develop their career like the worst that could happen in that situation is 
and you get ignored <laughs> or they say no um and I think it's it's like you just never know your CV or your message could land in somebody's inbox at a time where they're literally looking for somebody like you to come and support them with something and I think timing is everything with networking but you you hear so many success stories of people being in the right place right time or just kind of you know being forthcoming with their want to work with you and yeah I think having the confidence to do that um yeah absolutely I think so many people are getting really frustrated with sending out so many job applications mm. but it's just I think we have to understand that this strategy just doesn't work anymore and yeah you know it's a bit old school to just send the same cv the same application to 30 different yeah. um job offers like we need to understand that People are looking for specific people, people that have the skills, but also who are going to fit into the organization. And you want that too at the end of the day. You want to align with the values of the organization and, you know, you want to be that good fit. So it's way better to not only tailor your application, but also, as you said, you know, uh, try to develop a personal brand. Um, because that's basically what it is with, you know, the, the example you give of creating an Instagram account, if you want to switch to marketing, I love that idea. Um, it's, these are just great ways to show, you know, potential employers that you are serious about this, that you are really motivated. Uh, and even if you don't have that work experience in the past, uh, in that yes. specific field or role, that clearly you have learned some skills on your own and you're really interested in that, you know? Um, yeah and Definitely. yeah fortunately I don't, I don't know hopefully you have some achievements as well that you can you know talk about uh and show online and and yeah so the personal branding part is really important and a networking one as well and I think there's so much resistance towards networking because we think of it as those awkward events or fairs or I don't know yeah where we just go to ask someone for something it's it's it, like it seems very fake um yeah. but I think we it's in the I don't know I like to see it in a way that makes it a bit easier is like making work friends you know making friends. making <laughs> friends but you you're not necessarily going to talk about such personal things but maybe you do at some point but like you know you're going to talk about your common passion or something that as you said find a common ground you know um, yeah. and create a relationship with that and then maybe you can help that person as well in some way um I mean look for example what we're doing right now it is networking you know yeah. making new friends <laughs> exactly <laughs> I'm making a new work friend like I you know I'm just exchanging ideas yeah. with you it's interesting um who knows we might work together in the future I might refer someone to you you might refer someone to me exactly. and and yeah but that's happens after building that trust and that relationship and that connection so i think that's really what people should focus on when they're trying to network instead of you know asking for a favor (laughs) yeah definitely and i think like i like i'm not the most like extroverted person ever like i'd class myself as quite an introverted person and i think i'd always recommend like start with your close network start with people that you already know and make sure that you've built strong relationships and you're able to stay in touch with people that you've worked with in the past and you know trust you like a lot of i've been really lucky in that a lot of my clients have been referred to by friends family members like people that I already know is probably about 90% of the opportunities that I've had so 
start small and then the more confidence you get you can then start feeling more comfortable approaching people that you don't necessarily know yeah yeah quality over quantity yeah (laughs) good thank you thank you Jenny thank you so much I'm gonna I'm not gonna take more of your time um thank you so much I've really enjoyed it yeah me too (laughs) and uh and yeah I I guess I mean if anyone has questions how can they contact you how can they find you online um, of course so you can find me online my I'm just gonna triple check so my Instagram handle is Jenny with an ie dot career dot coaching um, and you can also find me on my website at jdcoachingandconsultancy.co.uk amazing thank you so much <laughs> thank you very much have a nice rest of your day and uh, yeah I hope we'll talk soon oh you too Bye. Bye.